0: I know people. I got a I was gonna say I got a guy, but she's actually a, a female, so I got a female. That's your sister. No, but at the barbers. Oh, I, got a female. I, okay.
1: I like that we're doing this now. <laughs> Judah Wickhart. <laughs> this
0: is working. Oh uh, yeah. we're not supposed to be talking now.
1: It's a Wednesday morning, guys. It's real talk with Keith Smith. Thank you hey, kindly man. for joining us. It's a pleasure to connect with you guys on a show presented by Ross Mortgage. And our good buddy, Scotty Mo, Scott Morse. Scott Morris guys, making dreams come true at Ross Mortgage with financing houses and investment properties. Judah Wickhauer is our director. We've been talking barbershop. It's like barbershop talk. That's kind of what the show is.
0: The show is. I was thinking more along the bar, but that's okay. Barbershop works too.
1: Yeah, it's the bar meets the yeah. coffee shop meets the barbershop. Yeah. Real estate is part of the foundation, uh-huh. but really what we like to do is celebrate and champion Central Virginia.
0: So, this is show 444. Oh. And you would think I would know after 444 shows when the director starts doing the mm. countdown, I'm supposed to shut up. So, I apologize, <laughs> Mr. Director, for over speaking your uh, intro. What?
1: No, the call to action was quiet on the set. <laughs> that was the call to action. Yeah. Your daughter would be disappointed. Your oldest.
0: My oldest would be very disappointed. Yeah, I right. would. I would be scolded. Scolded. For she that. would
1: chastise you. Um, let's get Scotty Mo. In Scotty thinking? Mo. Um, What's going on? One of the few people that come on the set that can challenge Keith and I for good hair. Scott's hair is great. Thank you. He's got fantastic hair. Where do you, where do you get yours cut, my friend?
2: Um, so I've, there's a, a young lady <laughs> in Culpeper, um, Ginny Ventura, uh, who has her own salon, uh, Ventura Hair. I, th- I think it's just for, uh, Ventura Hair or something like that. That she's she's called it now. But uh, uh, so I've been going her for years. She's great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So do you really want to do this barber thing? That right? would be great. I'll, I'll, we we can make that happen.
1: We get well. I mean, here's the thing. Is I'm very particular with how my hair is cut.
0: So you would have to have your person come.
1: I, I almost would. Okay. Then I I I, I, I am. Who is your person? Uh, and Scott, would you get yours cut?
2: Yeah. But you yours is, mm, so yours is, mm, no I'm sorry. Yours no. is more of a custom job. This is a real uh, It's not like a it's custom. It's not a high entire, all right, it's so, not a fade. All right, well, so for years and years and this years. This is a real estate um, show. After all his going, is a scissors cut. I was going to. Uh, um, what's the name of the place it's over there where ACAC AC is uh chunks chunks yeah, yeah. chunks crushed it i yeah. love the place love people love everything you about it like the it. hot cloth yeah yeah shave. yeah yeah i want the hot towel like yeah. Like the the kung fu like massage at the end, um, uh, so like the whole thing. Uh, I'm
0: pretty sure we just offended somebody.
2: No, they actually do that. It's not. Time Go get for your drugs.
0: haircut. That you come back and talk far. to me. I took it. I took Scott it. Scott too is right. They
2: so karate
1: chop your shoulders got it. and got
2: it. and. Uh, so, when I was in Japan, that's, like, uh, that's like a bunch that's of, yeah, thing. yeah, 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 100%. And, uh, so, anyways, yeah, uh, uh, maybe, I'm strong maybe on what I get, like, I've, like, I've had some, I've had some, like, bad haircut. but, I mean, whoever you're bringing on the show, I'm, We've yeah, all had bad haircuts. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 Why'd yeah. you leave chunks? Uh, just the same reason you do it, convenience, it just yeah. got to be...
0: But, yeah, that that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
2: uh... That, that's, you know, why, why do you, you know, go get your oil change someplace or do
0: all... I've do been all trying to get like, a haircut for a week so and i poking into the, because I go to his and I was poking in, ah, uh, there's like 18 people waiting of and then I, then I kind of... You don't
1: want to wait. So here's the question. I talked about this on the I Love Seville show. I think this is a market for a mobile barber where a mobile barber that comes to you can charge a premium versus a barber where you go to them and have to wait I think we are all very busy people, and time is precious. It's a commodity. So we'd pay a premium if someone came to us to cut our hair. Would we not? If someone came to our office to cut our hair and we didn't have to wait, I'd pay a premium.
0: Uh yeah, but what would
2: be the cost do you yeah, think of that? Number? Yeah, What's well, the number? See the big thing for them is like, you know, the, the the time and turnover mm-hmm. is I mean, and it I'm would not be an expensive. So sure year. The,
0: they the would licensing. have to unless
1: they stacked appointments based on geographical territory.
0: So I have to ask my system. like
1: downtown I do downtowns on Tuesday.
0: I'll have to ask my system because I know with like my real estate license we have to have a physical address attached to it. Well, no, mobile barber is a thing. Is it a thing? Yeah, it's a legit profession. There's Didn't mobile know.
1: barbering. It's a legit profession. What know. would be the, the number you would pay? And then we'll go to real estate. Just out of curiosity. I think the
2: number that they would have to charge would have to be like $150. bucks.
0: it has yeah. got to be at least two times what you would pay at a
2: barber. Well, what do you pay at hits?
0: Uh, with tip and all, about thirty bucks.
2: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying five x that. I'm saying like five times. I'm saying 150. I would not pay, would not pay 150. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Well, think yeah. about it. If you're the guy cutting his hair, all right, you, you've got to you've got you to come here. Get that. stuck in traffic. Cost of the vehicle, cost of mileage, gas, transportation, getting from appointment to appointment. How many appointments can you fit inside of your day, traveling from spot to spot, versus having a location where people sit up and sit in a
0: line from 10 a.m. till? But 6 then you got to look at at the yeah. other side, from the vendor side. Where, where does that? Math work out. Where's the break even for it and all that stuff? But that's so we used to have. Um, um, this Jamie Turner, <laughs> the Central Virginia real estate market. There's no inventory,
1: so go get a good kung fu <laughs> massage and haircut combo <laughs> to alleviate the pain of this lack of inventory. Jamie Turner, that's hilarious.
0: Well, Jamie, you just did my slides. We're done. <laughs> just, that's, that's, that's anybody want to talk about that? I, I
1: would pay somewhere between fifty and seventy five bucks for someone to come to me. I'm at 30 bucks right now with my guy. That's I don't think I don't job. think
0: you can do it. I don't think they could. I've,
1: if you stacked them, where you said Tuesdays were downtown, and I would only cut hair downtown, and you could go from office to so office So what you downtown. do is you go
0: buy an old old food truck.
1: No, I wouldn't even do it. I'd do. I'd ride a bicycle places, or take my car places. I would say downtown. I'd go to the Macklin Building. I go to the Code Building. I would go to the Enterprise Building. I go to the SNL Building. I would go to the old Monticello Hotel, and be like if. This a new profession
0: brand. for you. Is this what you are going to do? No, I am just
1: saying. I think someone could do this and make a <laughs> yeah. hundred grand. I think it would. You'd have to work your ass off. Yeah, but I well. think someone could do this and make a hundred grand.
0: Pretty sure most people that make a hundred grand work their ass off. So.
1: Oh, no question. Yeah. No question. No question.
0: Speaking of. Yeah. A hundred grand. Yeah.
1: Well, we talked about this, Jamie Turner. You are going to appreciate this. So, Jamie Turner is this guy, defense sector. Mm-hmm. Jamie Turner is repping the pep and call pepper. Bought a sweet spot in call pepper, like a really sweet spot. Jamie we were talking about this yesterday on the show the total direct and indirect regional economic impact from the defense sector in 2021 accounted to 1.2 billion dollars. This is the second-largest sector in Central Virginia from economic impact, UVA number one at $6 billion a year.
2: So when I talk about the alphabets, that's what I'm talking about. We gave you props yesterday Thank on you. the show, Thank literally you. said
1: your name and the alphabets. Why don't, you, why don't you give a sizzle reel on this and how it could impact Central Virginia? And I'll, and I'll start by saying this. Um, Scott Morris, the impact of the defense sector in Central Virginia and the Charlottesville area is $1.2 billion. In 2021, according to a UVA um, study. What do you make of this?
2: So, that's one of the things I've talked about us being recession resistant, if not recession proof, is the fact that so much of the money in this area comes from the alphabets, meaning the DIA, the uh, NGIC, Na- National Ground Intelligence Center, De- Defense Intelligence Agency, and then the other one that is huge here in Charlottesville, the University of Virginia. And we're also supported by multiple colleges um, in Richmond, Fredericksburg, Mary Washington, Northern Virginia, and Northern Virginia is also stacked with government funded money. So that's part of what keeps our uh, income base so high, and the fact that if when faced huge manufacturing layoffs or tech industry and uh, bank struggles, we are in an area that even if you go back to 2008, 2009, 2010, um, did not suffer as much as the rest of the country. Well said, Scott Morris.
1: Scott Morris, guys, Ross Mortgage. 7,000, what was the number, Scott?
2: 7,347.
1: 7,347 jobs. 618 million, Keith, in labor income. 831 million in value added income and 1.2 billion in economic output from the defense sector in the Charlottesville region in 2021. According to the Weldon Cooper study, good guy. So,
2: so when you talk about those 7,347 jobs, um, there is a small fraction of them that are attached to this area, but they may not actually live in this area. But of that 7,347, that's an average income base. I guessed 100. In the report, it says 104,000. That actually equates to incomes that are received and spent and executed and taxed in the community of just under $800 million alone.
0: So what I would like Weldon Cooper to do is what F- Housing Virginia did in 2015 and do a white paper on the impact of new construction on the local economy and local local governments because I'll, you'll find because they did in 2015 coming out of the time of great unpleasantness much like the indirect and direct costs you know when you talk to local jurisdictions or local elected officials, they think housing has a negative impact on the local economy, and that is not the case. So, But these two are tied together, right? So uh, I, if you don't mind... I think real estate may be three here.
1: I thought, I thought um, and, and so you guys are incredibly impactful, I thought real estate was two, Central oh, Virginia.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, real estate's three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it makes sense because we learned from Dr. Lisa Sturtevant that real estate was number two in the Commonwealth from economic impact. Defense spending was number one. Yeah, so that would then make sense. No, in local
0: local government. So they lumped everything oh, they together. It, government. it wasn't. Defense, yeah, they lumped that, everything together. Government. government, defense, okay. all that kind. Anything okay. that's had a government uh, title to it was all lumped into into one one thing. But you're 100 percent right. Well, it's interesting because the slide I did for today, um, you know, Car put out its uh, first quarter report about a month in. Three days late. No comment. Um, We're going to take the high road. We're going to take the high road on that. So um, what I did just quickly this morning, and this ties into this. uh, If you don't mind putting slide one up, Jude, I'd appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Um, So if you take a look, I just broke down. This is Almar County, the end of the first quarter and the end of April. This is dollar volume. Detached, no new construction is up 50 $55,000, 11% Fifty-five thousand dollars, eleven percent from just from the end of last month to now. So everything that is closed now is up eleven percent. New construction about six percent, forty-nine grand. The big, the big winner is uh, attached. Uh, no new construction is up twenty-nine percent, and attached new construction is kind of flat, right around one percent. I think that's really a volume issue on that one. They, they're still trying to build stuff out of the ground. But look, if you're doing six figures. Um what are you what do you what are you affording? You're affording a six, seven hundred thousand dollar house, right? What 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 kind what if I'm working So
2: let's unpack that a little bit. Please, please, please. So if you were single income and when we say six figures, uh or household like you're you're the only provider and uh your partner is uh Uh, Stay at home parent. Stay at home parent. My household. um, You're probably in the four hundred thousand dollar range. Today's interest rate. Yeah. If 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 now if we're we're got a couple digits in front of that six figure, um, and or there's multiple incomes, then yeah, then you're in six seven hundred thousand. So
1: this topic is resonating with people. This Virginia Business story is fantastic. It has not been reported on by any other media outlet. So you and I and Keith are talking about something that people care about because other people have not unpacked this yet. Of the 7,347 jobs in the defense sector in the Charlottesville region, the average salary according to this article is $104,000. Okay, so a lot of folks are asking questions. This one from Albert Graves in Crozet. He says, Scott, and Scott knows a lot about this, how many of those hires at these agencies are local hires? Aren't most of their employees recruited from D.C., Quantico, FBI, DOJ, and the military academies? Basically, he's saying these are folks from outside the area coming in with big salaries and taking up real estate. Well,
0: I think he got two parts. he You got folks that are still in the service, so they're not going to be, quote, unquote, big Big salaries, but there's folks that get out of the service, take their talents, take their top secret level one, two, three, whatever they are uh, on it, and their and their work, and come and come here and get these huge salaries. I think that's. What you're seeing yes
2: and are. no. I'd say that some of what you see. All right, so let's to, to, to the to the point of the question. Um, sure, they are going to be people who are brought into the area, but at the, at the same time, how many people are qualified for the positions locally in the area, knowledgeable about the employment and applying for the work? Um, that's you know a question all of its own. I mean, you're, it's, it's a fair. it's a niche. Uh, Part of the ecosystem to begin with, um, most of these people are carrying some form of security clearance from secret up uh, yeah. to some higher form of TS. And uh, TS being top secret, based on what they're doing inside of the community. There's multiple contractors. The Buffalo Group is a huge one, um, where there's intelligence analysts done, and uh, then there you've got a variety of things that are done there. And they do all a, at
0: North Fork, do, right?
2: They do a lot of background mm-hmm. checks there. There's there's. They do some, so the National Ground Intelligence Center actually has a hotline if you're based overseas and you're uh, deployed somewhere where you can pick up the phone at one of the uh, MWR facilities, morale, welfare, recreation, or uh, and contact. You call a local four three four number. You get a dispatcher that picks up like it's nineteen sixty two. Says, "Hey, how can hey, I help it's more you?" What's wrong with nineteen sixty two? Uh, there's nothing the wrong. It's, nice, it's, 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 it. it's a reference. <laughs> and then you say, you know, you're making a a, a, a cost free call, and they they then dispatch, they. They, I mean, they're not plugging wires like they did back in the day, but whatever they're doing, they're connecting you to the local number that you're trying to get in contact
1: with. It's like the Netflix show, The Night Watchman or The Night Watcher. Have you seen that on Netflix? It's I a limited not. series. It's damn good. He's in the basement of the White House oh, and yeah. he
2: takes phone calls and dispatches them. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah, they've got they've got something. They've got a, a somebody that does that uh, inside of NJIC for our troops around the, the world. But that's I mean that's just that's like a job inside of like this 73. Four hundred people um, who are doing different things, and uh, th- through multiple contractors and actual, you know, things what's that more interesting
0: that. about this? They're growing, right? They're they're, they're well, building, they're. they're expanding their facility there. You know, th- this isn't going to be one of these things that are going to get shut down and come out of our our region, I mean it's just gonna to continue to grow. That's super interesting. I did not I did not know that 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 slid up to number two. That that's a big number.
1: Neil Williamson says he's watching President Free Enterprise Forum for what it's worth, the Almore County Board of Supervisors will receive this report in their meeting this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So this is being presented to the people running a five hundred and fifty million dollar jurisdictional budget this afternoon. Jamie Turner and Call Pepper is a great spot. Does that
2: mean look out if you're employed there? They're trying to figure out a new way to tax you? Maybe. J.B. Turner says my neighborhood
1: is majority fed intel, most of which can't really tell you what they do. Sure. His neighborhood in Call Culpepper's strategically positioned because he occasionally has to go to northern Virginia. Sure. And this is a high-dollar neighborhood there. I mean, you know the neighborhood in Culpepper over there. So I don't know. I, I encourage anyone – to check out Virginia Business, the headline's called, Under the Radar, Charlottesville Defense Sector Has Stealthy Presence, Big Impact. I would love to see the legacy media unpack this study as well, because a $1.2 billion yearly impact, at least as of 2021, according to this study, is pretty damn significant.
0: Well, this you've been talking about this forever on the show, right? You know, the the, the, the high-tech jobs that are coming in here, this is a huge number, right? This is a lot more than we we were talking 100, 200 employees,
2: I just never realized it was this big. I knew, I agree. Cause especially Great. learning yeah. from Scott. Going Have the you ever a been while? on, like, go, you want to just get a, a feeling of it? be in the rush hour, and the, the work in work out traffic going through that stoplight area right there um, it's, it's, a, there's, it's a huge choke point um, for, for people who may and, and they're confused. all coming
0: back because during COVID they were away because I know I talked to Trevor Howard um, all the time um, Trevor Daniels Daniels thank yeah. you Trevor Daniels got the wrong Trevor sorry Trevor Talk to Trevor Daniels all the time you know they're all going back into the office now so that back to that that folks come in and out but you know to to the to the point here is so like I just took a look at you know the dollar value just single family detached no new construction in in uh, Albemarle County you know the median sales price this last month in April was 560 so at 560 what what do you, what do you think the the well, family income needs to be on that rough back, back of the envelope i mean it's a little bit above what we're talking about right here but if we have two folks working you know that's kind of the buyer profile would you not agree i do agree there you go uh,
1: this comment right here and let's unpack this comment i slightly disagree with you here um, albert graves slightly disagree with you he says so if a majority of these employees do not come from the local area they are not really contributing to the local economy he's
0: do they
2: live
1: here now that's what I'm saying. They live here now.
2: So the I think money?
0: maybe there was had to be a clarification. Are we
2: talking about uh, migrant workers who are going, who are lining up at uh, Western Union and sending all their money back to their home country? Or are we talking about people who are eating at our local restaurants, paying local taxes, and spending money at Target? So, so let's try it a different way. Yeah. He, he
1: then says this. Scott just said on the show that a majority of the employees commute here and don't live here.
2: No, well, I didn't say that. I
1: think here, here's here's what it is: is oh, folks sure. are coming new to the area with their $104,000 average salary, and then they're setting up shop here. Are they working here 365? No. Are they having to move, are they having to travel for their job because they're in the intelligence business? Most likely. But they are living here and paying taxes on the. Yeah, well, that's today. what they're doing.
0: They're they're moving from different areas. They're yeah. coming in here. It's it goes back to you know all the other companies that that we have here. Apex being one of them, right? That that's what's happening. They're recruiting people in that world. It's a little bit different. In this world, you've got to have your TS clearance, really, just to get past the front door.
1: Past the front door.
0: But yeah. but uh, but once that happens, that's what's that's what folks are doing. They're the A coming get coming out of the service. Which is a huge percentage of them, right? So they're relocating from someplace else. You're getting, we're getting a phone call. You're getting a phone call. Hey, I got a VA loan. Let's go ahead and buy, buy, buy a home. So I think that's that's what's going on. And back to my comment and the conversation I had with a couple of guys or folks that work there, they're all back there, so they can't like work from Nelson County in their basement with their high speed internet anymore. They physically need to go. Into the shop,
2: but Ma, I want to jump back to this Uh-oh. point
0: about uh,
2: commuting to the area. Yeah, um, how, there's a huge percentage of people who work at the university, who is another huge yeah. uh, driver. Lives Where do the they other, live? The slovana Madison, yeah. everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Um, we, so, I mean, it's such a it's such a bizarre, seem like just the out of touch comment to to make as far as. For the people who are working, they can't afford to buy in the city of Charlottesville. We already talked about that from, uh, and that's your police, fire, nurses, teachers um, for the most part, unless they've you know been been there for 20 years. Your new employees aren't coming into the area making affordable purchases. They're purchasing in the outskirts and they're commuting into the area to begin with. Carly Wagner watching the program, hey, Keller Kelly.
1: Williams Alliance is Finest. Um, and we'll get to the Q1 report that folks are asking us to unpack. Carly Wagner is saying that um, from her experience, the folks are here. Um, Carly Wagner says, and I'll read her comment specific. Carly, we like when you watch the show. Um, These folks are buying homes in the area and relocating their families and spending here. So that's a huge contribution to the local economy. She also says (laughs) all the folks I know that work in this area live in this area. Well, that's
0: Uh, the term direct and indirect. And that was to my comment about the housing impact, so there's, there's direct and indirect expenses uh, on that, or, or expenditures, I should say, that they're going ahead and do that. And what do you the- think of this
1: comment from Lonnie Murray? And This is Lonnie Murray who's making a comment as a citizen, just as a citizen. Um, he says people relocating don't necessarily increase the tax base. <coughs> Business relocating does. When people relocate, they create infrastructure demands. And the taxes on real estate are less than the average cost of those infrastructure demands.
0: So that was to my comment about let's do a Weldon Cooper re- reboot of the 2015 white, white paper. So go ahead and, and you can Google it. It's, it's Housing Virginia, uh, its impact on local governments and economies, white paper. And it's pretty do- well, well done. But it's 2014 data. It's not... Uh, current data. I would love Weldon Cooper to go ahead and, and do that and find out does it really do that? Does it really have these impacts directly to it? And usually usually it goes I had this conversation yesterday with a couple of Fulvana County Board of Supervisors. So there's there's an as far as direct dollars to jurisdictions to counties, it kind of depends on where your appraised value or your assessed value is, right? And how much money you're contributing and so forth and so on into it. But I would love, th- there should be a formal uh, white paper on I that. I need impact. to understand
1: more of this. Lonnie, I'd, I'd love to unpack your comment, Lonnie. I love when you watch the show, Lonnie, because yeah. you're so I, knowledgeable. Yeah, I, th-
0: I think what he's saying is... Uh, help
1: me un- understand what he's saying here.
0: Yeah, so what I... You going to ask a question? Yeah, what yeah no, I about? want you. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think what he's saying, this is what most people say, is that more is not better. <laughs> You know, as far as the impact goes on the roads, water, schools, you know, the typical, um, I'll just use the term NIMBY because that's usually what it is, um, folks to not want to have more development there, which is... I get it. I understand it. Um, a, a white paper saying, OK, does this really do that would be helpful. So instead of a couple of folks talking at a microphone, it's actual Weldon Cooper doing the data the data for it. But the reality of it is, is you've got 7,000 jobs here or people that are making 100 grand plus, which according to Scott is, let's say, a 450 purchase in today's environment. Probably they have two two folks working, which means they're closer to a five or six fifty or whatever that number is. Purchase and all that's going to do is drive up the prices of everything, without getting the inventory, which was a word that I thought we weren't going to talk about again when we continue to do it on that. So I don't know if I unpacked it good enough. No, for I you? think you
1: did unpack it. So out Warrior AG, Albert Gray, and Lottie Murray. A little. Um, they're they're asking good questions. Um, about the study, sure. we're going to have the study. Well, we're not presenting it, but the study will be presented to the Board of Supervisors this afternoon. So we'll see how they unpack it. Um, this comment from Mr. Graves:
0: Is it going to be a presentation, or is it just going to be yeah, a question for Neil? Is it going to be a presentation, or just in their package? There's yep. a there's a difference.
1: That's a great question, Neil Williamson. Can you offer some insight into that? What kind of what kind of presentation will this Weldon Cooper Center? Study on the defense sector. What kind of presentation will it be for the board of supervisors, Scott? What's on the mind over there? I see the wheels turning.
2: Um, oh, I'm dealing with some in terms. Well, and I'm also curious. He's so making a Fed deal. expected to raise interest rates a quarter of a point. We got uh, uh, some good things happening in uh, the mortgage-backed securities market today. So pricing's improving, but at the same time, uh, you know, kind of wonder is there an okey-doke. Here is a. Do we get to two o'clock? And uh, because we've been in the quiet period from the Fed, meaning that uh, we've had a lot of room for speculation uh, in, from investors uh, and and the market itself. Does he come in? And do we hit? Does everything get hit with a sledgehammer uh, at two thirty?
1: I, I,
0: so this is an actual. To jump in, it's an actual presentation. I'm looking at the. Board he of he just said
1: that yeah. it's a presentation today, yeah. so that's a big deal.
0: Yeah, it is. Two forty-five today.
1: That's a big deal, Uh, and he confirmed it's a presentation. I
0: might be there Uh, today.
1: um, I want to get a second sizzle reel here uh, from Scott, Judah Wickhauer. So the expectation is a quarter point from Powell, and we should get this one out soon because it's dated, J-Dubs. The expectation is a quarter point from Powell this afternoon, and then maybe
2: no more. How does the market respond to that? So... I think what they're looking for, or what uh, what is expected, is going to be a hawkish pause. So that's going to be uh, j Powell coming on, and they're going to have the 25 bips that we're expecting today, and they're going to say Maybe. we will we will, S, we will determine our future increases based on market conditions, but we are committed to fighting inflation. So they're, they're, they're going to leave the next increase on the table because if they do that, I think the market reacts as if we're, we're entering cutting territory, or cutting territory sooner than they probably expect to be because I think we are in a higher for longer uh, future. But if at, there's any... Uh, recourse given, or they mention uh, a, a future uh, bank ec- epidemic on the horizon. Uh, that the market, the equities market, takes off, and uh, we, we see a, a very huge uh, fall in mortgage rates in the, in the short term. But there's just there's there's I don't think they allow that to happen. I think I think we're in it, the, the the hawkish pause is going to be the the, the mode.
0: So I wanted to ask you this question and share some information for for a quick discussion. So, are, how are you predicting your rates? Are you still seeing them dropping below by the end of the year? Going down? Is is that is that still your read? On the 30-year mortgage?
2: I do, um, and I think there's a couple components there. I think if we do have, so we've had, what, four major bank failures in the last 90 days. I think if that four were to go to 10 or 12, I think that the Fed's obligation would then be to turn the money printers back on in order to protect a greater economy in conjunction with whatever this uh, this Mexican standoff between uh, the president and the uh, whether or not we uh, increase the debt limit or not, which is something that's going to have to happen no matter what because we don't want to actually default on our national debt. Yeah, that, would, yeah. that would be a, create a global economic problem. So uh, whatever happens there is a sideshow. Whatever happens here is the, is the reality. And if we were to see multiple regional banks continue to fail, the Fed's obligation to protect that would be greater than their obligation to inflation. The money printers would turn back on, and we would see mortgage rates rapidly decline. Tumble. Um, now, the likelihood of that happening, I don't know enough to be that guy. But I would say that the there's enough danger there that the market is somewhat pricing that in. So I do think that we continue to see mortgage rates decline throughout the year. And we get to a, um, Potentially, My original prediction of uh, we put a four on it. Um, really? Whether it be 4.99. You did say that. You did say that. Um, or we get into Well, the, I just,
0: the, the really was is you're still feeling that way.
2: I, I, the reality is I think. And there's a very we're, specific we're reason I'm asking still trending in that direction. That is, I, everything is in line to have that
0: continue. So I'm, I'm asking that for That's a very right specific reason. Nice. Because it's a tie-in to some phone calls I got from our last couple of shows. Jerry and I did on the return on investment for work renovation work and this construction conversation we've been having. So since, what's today, Wednesday, since Monday, I've had several phone calls from folks that are getting, now they're projecting that the interest rates are going to drop and they want to do some renovation work to their houses to get them back on the market. So we've been talking about this for a while, that will the interest rates drop? enough for people to put houses. I was kinda of, I was kind of poo-pooing that whole idea to thinking that wasn't people that wasn't gonna move the needle. And I just I, I've reversed myself on that now. And it's not a lot, it's four phone calls. Uh, but it's enough to say, hey, tell me a little bit about this HVAC thing that we talked about, so forth and so on, that uh, I want to put my house on the market and get ready for like 60 days or basically the fall market is what they want to get ready for. Because we're we're thinking interest rates are going to drop and we want to jump back into the into the market. So I really think you're right. I think it's going to stimulate the sales end of it. Particular, definitely the buy side, but I think you're going to start so seeing an uptick. It will in-
2: stimulate the listings. We will get more on market. As as rates fall, you people will be more committed to uh, making that transition. But I stand by the fact that we have an enormous problem from when rates were so, so low sure. that we've got a ton of dead inventory out there. And yeah. what I mean by that is that you've got people who were low-income earners, um, who haven't had um, significant increases in wages or salary put. earners um, who purchased at uh, the north end of their price point, so that the, if for them to put that house on the market, they would be making a lateral or downgrade move. So there is not incentive for them to do that.
0: And even if there's family changes, they're just going to suck it up and have another kid in the house that they, that's maybe a little too yeah. tight for them and all that stuff. Uh, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I, I I've all, I've, publicly have said I thought the 3% was going to bite us on the butt at some point and that's what it's kind of doing at the moment but um, I think if you start getting to that with a 4 in it I think you're going to see certain amount of inventory come on the market that would not have. You'll appreciate
1: sta- this. This is uh, from Twitter. Um, proving Scott Morris correct from 2021 Charlottesville commuting patterns here are the commuting patterns from 2021 proving what you said was was legitimate and correct. Um, thank you for that on Twitter, um, Sir Williamson. Uh, Keith, folks want you to unpack Q1. Car. Give us the While we do this. And here's a good sizzle reel for Keith. I, I'm not All so right.
0: sure I want this a sizzle reel because i got to tell you. It's
1: going to be everywhere, yeah, 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 at least for the next 48 hours if yeah, it just yeah, came out. Yeah. Why don't you give us the news bite? You know how the TV station, get, you get 15 yeah. 30 seconds on this?
0: So to be totally honest and to everybody, can be transparent, I read it quickly and put it down because it's already old. Right, it, it, and that's the reason I worked the slide number one up to say, okay, what happened since the end of the first quarter and the end of, of April? So in Albemarle County, everything goes up. I think if you read through this and one can interpret it, that um, maybe the market is a little soft. Um, I read it very quickly this morning for a half an hour. I didn't really get into great, great details in it. But I think, you know, in fairness, I mean, they're about a month late to the game. And uh, why does it, it come out late? I think it's just the process that they do. You know, okay. it's it's um car doesn't do it, it's Virginia Realtors does it. So they have to take all the data that it closes, go there, process it. We do this because we're a little bit more nimble, but we put our numbers out like within the first couple of days of uh of April. So I, I think it's a great reading. It it, it it supports some of the stuff that we've been talking about for a while, but there was a bit of a hangover the first couple of months in in the first quarter um, and then there's been a rapid increase in the last month of the quarter and this month and you know I can I can prove that because I just ran, ran the volume just the first quarter single family detached no new construction Albemarle County there was 145 units sold in April alone there was 88 sold so there was a bit of a hangover in the first co- first two months people were kind of like ah you know a little hangover from the end of end of end of last year and then in the last month started of uh, the quarter started rocking so when you take a look at it holistically in one month it doesn't look all as as positive as it would if you t- take it apart month by month but you know we do this over here pretty lot pretty spot on and at a real time on that end of it
1: what do you uh what are your thoughts on what he said scott follow up on uh q1 report folks asking about that it's just a completely different market i guess to look back on something in the first 90 days of the year when here in in may it's completely different how relevant if is I, the report if i can ju- yeah
0: if i can jump in you know historically the way that it's been done it kind of made sense right you know, but this market. This market's too fast. It, it, but this market's been moving this fast for a while. Yeah, three right? years and three years. And you know, one month to the next month makes a huge difference. Inventory is down, right? It's the volume of sales are down. We've been talking about that forever. Prices are going up. But if you kind of glump glamp it all together, you know I don't know what that report said because I didn't get too much into it. But we know like City of Shawsville and Albemarle had a bit of a decrease in the first quarter, but now Albumar's just shot up by eleven percent just in the last month.
2: What are your thoughts? I mean, so we've we faced a, a volatility um, in 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 rates and inventory um, and and pricing that we haven't seen in. Thirty, forty years, and along with that, you know, one of the things that we we talk about is affordability. I don't know how you know how uh, housing is has never been super affordable. Um, you know, I remember uh, you know ha- an ap- having an apartment in Woodbridge in two thousand and. One ninety nine two thousand, and, and, and with rent at like twelve hundred dollars a month for for a little two bedroom, and now that's you know probably close to three grand. Um, but on that that was on a, you know an income of where I was probably making you know less than three thousand dollars a month at the time.
0: So, Which was 50%, almost 50% yeah, percent of your income. Yeah,
2: right. and which is not, you know, that's, that is roughly where, what we're looking at now with wage increases, um, and uh, it's not significantly different. And that was 20 years ago. So 22 years, I don't want to talk about how long it was anymore. But um,
1: so, <laughs> still got the baby face, Scott.
2: So the volatility that we've seen, um, until we get some stabilization of, of rates... Um, so that inventory can start to redevelop. I've talked about it being a, lig- a living organism. Um, By redevelop, you mean come on market. Come on, come on market. Yeah, um, grow. Uh, we're going to continue to see price appreciation, and we're you know just for the fact that we've got more bodies than we do rooftops, and that's that is what's c- continuing to drive things. And uh, you know, that, there's not a lot of. Headwinds to change that, I mean, or, you know, winds at our back to change that.
1: Um, To your comment, more bodies than rooftops. Carly Wagner and Albert Graves having an interaction on one of the 15 Facebook pages. Carly wrote this, housing is expensive because it's scarce. Demand is higher than supply. To clarify, most of the alphabet agencies this report is about are in Almaro County, northern Almaro, not Seville. And most of these folks live up in that area. Literally, there are not enough homes in the city to house all these folks.
2: Yeah, I mean, so, and when you showed me that chart from Twitter that said, what, roughly 10,000 people inside of the the, the county, you know, have jobs that exist here, 35,000 30, of them commute in from surrounding counties, and then we've got another 10,000 that go out, and my brain was like, well, we've got 60,000 people here, how come, well, they're not all working? So, um, that that is basically what it looks like, and that's what, it, and that has grown over the last uh 20 plus years uh, as the surrounding counties has filled up to be bedroom communities to support Charlottesville. Well and that's also part of what hinders economic development inside of those areas because when we talked about haircuts and we talk about convenience, where are you going everything that you go spend your money on that is service driven is based on how easy it is for you to do it. And if it's easier for you to stop at Wegmans or Trader Joe's or Costco on your way to or from work, depending on what you've got going on, you're not going to go spend that money at Lake Monticello because you've already packed that stuff in your car because that's when you did it there. So trying to create economic growth that developers preach to the counties that's going to happen when we put more bodies there, well, if most of the people are working somewhere else and just residing in this area, you're going to get something, but you're not going to get it all.
1: I see. That's I love when Scott's like this. I think that was a great take.
0: And, and well Lake,
1: thought out and succinct.
0: Absolutely, and Lake Monticello, is a pri- you bring it up as a prime example to that, right? So food line, that food line out there is the number one in the Commonwealth and for its size, yeah. But the average checkout is less than twelve.
1: Less than twelve dollars?
0: No, less than twelve items. Oh. The
1: average checkout at the Lake Monticello food line is less than 12. This is is a
0: couple months old. This is a couple months old when I was talking. That's very interesting. I I love stuff like this. Go, baby. Let's go. go. So if you actually go there... You will see that you don't see the huge baskets full of food. it's usually you know small items and, and, and all that stuff. So, but why, why is that the fastest growing? It's because it's a convenience factor right When I first well, moved, it's
1: got no competition. Well, it's got a captive market outside 4,500 homes, Lake Monticello and it's got no competition.
0: Well, does EW Thomas and, and, and Palmyra How far away? It's not even how far away it's the opposite direction where most people are driving. That's the real. That's the real issue. Ew right? Thomas
2: picks up all of Fork Union yeah. and and that area.
0: But but you know some number eighty percent sixty percent depending on who you talk to leaves Lake Monticello going to Charlottesville or going to Richmond. They go to town. They go you to town. Call we call it town. town. Sorry about that. We call it town. <laughs> uh, I this apologize. Neil,
1: this is the stat we're talking about. Neil Williamson put this on Twitter. So if you want to see the graphic, head over to my Twitter account. At Jerry Miller now, I retweeted what Neil posted. These are commuting patterns. Neil, what's the source of this? If you can give me the source, that would be great. Um, People who live and work in the Charlottesville area, it's under 10,000 people, about Mm 7,500. People who commute into Charlottesville... Thirty-two thousand five hundred.
2: I was looking at it and need some glasses from across. The, I said thirty-five. So, so we people who
1: commute out of Charlottesville for their job out of Charlottesville, twelve thousand.
0: So, are we talking about the city limits of Charlottesville? Does it include the urban ring? Is Great it,
1: question for Neil. He sent that graphic. I would love yeah, to know that. Yeah. So, it
0: you know, it, you know, because we say Charlottesville. That's more than just and the that's, city of Charlesville. Yeah, that's right. That's right, that's, right.
2: that's that's Forest so, Lakes. That's where. Yeah, we yeah. just talked
0: about Ninjik. That's technically yeah. in Albemarle County, right? But do we call that Charlottesville, or is that... Because when you have conversations with yes, clients... Yes, I think,
2: yeah. When we someone when someone is, you know, looking at where they're going to live, move, whatever, they're, if they're, they're considering green, but they're working at Indic or uh, Jim Price Chevrolet or one of the, the dealerships in that road, they're calling that Charlottesville when it's Albemarle
0: County. Does he have Fluvanna County in there?
2: I would love the commuting patterns for Fluvanna County. Yeah, which is Neil, cool. So the, we could talk about Yeah,
0: that. and... and um, Particularly Lake Monticello, because I throw his number around. I just want to make sure I got it. I got it right. That how many people actually mo- work, move out of Fulvana County into Charlottesville? It may not. It may not have broken that down. I can tell you this much: there's a new roundabout in there that has 18,000 cars a day go through that. That count, I know for, verbatim. So they're going somewhere, um, you know, outside of Lake Monticello. But back to the food line thing: that's what happens. You know, people do their bulk shopping. In, that was a great stop. In that, but like for me, when I first moved to Lake Monticello in 1987, you had to go to Charlottesville to get gas and milk. Right, there was a couple of places you could go you to. Were EW, outside the main gate, there you was had one that outside the main Cisco. gate. And that was um, a, well, no, that was just it. Because back in 87, actually, that wasn't even there. Yeah. So you had to go to Palmyra, because the yeah. Amoco station yeah. in Palmyra, or go to E.W. Thomas in 1987, or go to Charlottesville. Hey,
2: and that station was like, so, you know, they came in and pumped your gas for you. They still talent. do that, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Mom, That's Right. My mom goes there because she refuses to pump gas. So she literally goes there because some guy goes out. and pump. You know, Dad's, by the way... Keep thumbs, dad's under them knife today. My shoulder? Pop getting your yes. shoulder replaced. Pop, um, we
2: love you. Thoughts yeah. Thoughts to Lenny. Thoughts.
1: Um, Carly says you've been spot on all show. Scott Morris.
0: There you go. Uh, Thank you.
1: Kevin says this take a notice of the lake inventory at the food line and walk through any other food line and see how many products are not there. What does that mean?
0: Oh, that's very interesting. He used comment. to live at Lake Montechello, yeah, yeah, that is very interesting comment. So if I, I'm going to interpret it or unpack it to use your terminology, there's things you can buy at the Lake Monticello food line that you can't buy in Charlottesville food line. Like what? You know, certain kind of gourmet foods and different different quality foods. there's a larger um, organic section? Why is that? Uh, it's because of the, it's buying pa- patterns. It's what what, that's what how, the lake's
1: buying. That's yeah. how
0: this works, right? So uh, it's it's interesting. Um, Yona likes to eat pretzels that don't have salt on them, just so that you know. She
1: likes pretzels with no salt. No salt on do them. Do they have taste?
0: They taste like shh, pretzels with no salt. <laughs> <laughs> these, these pretzels I, are making me thirsty.
1: I love Yona, but pretzels. But with to, no salt, do but they to have this taste?
0: point, try to find pretzels <laughs> oh. in a store that don't have salt <laughs> on them. Because
1: there's a reason for that.
0: Well, they make them. There is Uts makes a thing. Okay. I'm making a point here, okay, Mr. Okay. Miller.
1: So, does she buy so many pretzels at Lake Monticello Food Line? That no, they're I went to sola? the
0: general manager and said, "Hey, can is this something you guys can stock?" And they did. So, I buy these pretzels for my wife. But so many other people must be buying them because every time I go in there, there's pretzels there without any salt on them.
1: There you go. So, what happens, is, Center Yona?
0: Well, what happens is the you know that hole when you plug in your 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 little code number thingy, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's all about your buying patterns and how they stock it. Not, but he's one hundred percent right. You can get things there that you probably wouldn't get at a different food line.
1: Let me ask you this question. So this is this is a conversation that's being had on multiple Facebook pages here. Bill McChesney's now jumping into the fray as well um, about the impact of defense in the area, and there's some concern that this impact is not a true reflection of what it is because folks aren't living necessarily in the area. I would love to clarify what the Charlottesville region is. Would you include Culpeper in the Charlottesville region?
2: No. No, I would Would you
1: include Madison in the Culpeper region?
2: The Charlottesville area. What? Tell me what the population of like isn't Madison like you know they're kind of like the they're they're like your food desert of real estate in between. Um, and I don't mean that in like it, a, de- it, it's in a derogatory be under, it's
0: way. Be under twenty thousand. Yeah, I'm I'll, just. I'll, I'll, I'll find it right now.
1: Madison County, Virginia population. Okay, So, so a better what, way Madison's fourteen thousand?
0: Yeah. So under twenty. So.
1: What's the Charlottesville area? So the comments that are being had here and I get it are like some of these folks that are working for the alphabets are commuting as far as an hour away. So but, how can this Walden Cooper Center study <clears throat> say it's 1.2 billion for the Charlottesville area? So multiple folks are saying that.
0: But UVA the same thing. People yeah, drive UVA an hour is and a half. The same so thing. I think the question is, okay, what's the driving radius from around
1: That could be the question. If that's you the, know question. the so the it also And the
0: problem is is that excuse me, Scott, that rubber band as expanded. expanded. It
2: goes to this. You're gonna have the more if you're paying somebody two hundred thousand dollars a year and you've got a couple of those guys and they don't want to live here because they already have a an, they're a dope path somewhere in uh where you know let's say north of Culpeper um because they started out in northern Virginia and then they ended up here and they you know, um there's still some of their money is gonna get spent in the area. Um and uh, I think it's again. It just goes back to the UVA thing. Like, depending on how much and what they need, people people will make the commute.
0: Here's a great Do, question. Do are
2: all seven thousand three hundred and forty seven people um, living in Charlottesville? No, but the the economic impact from them being here and the majority of them being here. Let's I, you know. Let's say it's. Eighty percent of them are, are in the area. Um, I think that uh, you know. I think that I think it's very significant.
0: Uh, so I, I, we should tag Trevor. Um, and the only reason I'm,
1: I'm I, I, let me let me I don't want to speak I don't want to speak for you. Uh, the the gentleman that I interact with I, I know appreciates his anonymity.
0: Roger got, oh, it. got it. So
1: no.
2: deep throat here? Uh, no. No, 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 no 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 that's, no, no, not, that's he's no, not, not he's not deep deep got, got it. He's not so
0: deep. we can make some phone calls. At least I can. And know this information for Friday. Say, okay, tell me in your shop how many people are driving an hour, an hour and a half away that you know. It's informal; it's not scientific, but I think the distance of driving is the question, right? And as the market gets tighter, inventory gets tighter, right? Prices go up. That driving is going to go further. Who is it? Uh, Quentin Beckham was it? Quentin Beckham that said we're going to fly. Do we yeah, qualify? fly. To qualify. Qualify now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And and to Scott's point, as the salaries go up, right, you know they they might be okay with that drive. We had a somebody chime in, I think on Monday, that moved on the other side of the mountain as a teacher. As a teacher, that, and that traveling is eating in, you know, is it, becoming costly. Yeah. Uh, for them. If I'm on the other side of teacher, the mountain... Charlottesville
1: City Schools live in Augusta County, uh, excuse me, I think he's living in Waynesboro, Wait,
2: isn't right? that That's like the bell I'm ringing here. Yes, that, yeah. that's the point.
1: The teacher did indicate, though, and I'm not going to say, I'll just say Charlottesville City Schools, that it's pretty difficult to make it in this scenario because of the cost of, that's of exactly gas, right. that's that exactly he, right. he is pretty much paycheck to paycheck.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> and it's, it's interesting... So, with
2: that said, if he was living here, yeah, he'd, he'd be... P- underwater.
1: He would be underwater if he was living here. And he acknowledged that.
0: But it's
1: to the point, though, that a UVA degree, elementary teacher, decade and change in the business, living in Waynesboro, is paycheck to paycheck.
0: So I'll leave the uh, elected official's name out of it and the jurisdiction out of it. But I had this very conversation yesterday with one. And you know what their answer was? Well, just get somebody else, you know, to marry somebody with or partner up with somebody who's making the same amount of money. They didn't say that. I swear to God, that's what was told. Well, what did you because say? Because
2: you have no, yeah, of course they did. They're out of touch. They don't give a shit. That, that is, that is, that is. A,
0: <laughs> what, did they, what did they, what did you say to that? I've got to get the angry elf. Thing. That's not oh, angry no, elf. That's yeah, not angry elf. You're it.
2: the one talking to someone in this you. position and you. that's the position that they Well, take.
0: so that's a lack of. Let's say that could
2: get. I mean, I. These are your elected officials, folks.
1: You're able to just marry to
2: somebody a, and get a, a find roommate. more money.
0: It, it was. It was. Um, the, the comment was that all the, Well, they need to get somebody else to live with them so they can afford to do it. So basically, you got to get married. <laughs> In order to afford a home, because now your salary's doubled. Let's call it a hundred grand, and now you can afford it in this particular rural. So there's something
2: there's that I tell someone um, when they come to me and they've they've done the work to get qualified to purchase a home, um, and they're super income limited, and I use it in a much softer way, um, and say, look, you know here's your your situation.
0: There was nothing Um, soft about this,
2: by the way. But, you know, and and joke around like, they're they're like, well, how how do I make this work? And these are typically people who do not have uh, a higher education degree who are trying to do this. And uh, it's like, well, you know, you know, when and these are typically young individuals sure. also. So they get the joke here, and where I'm going with it is, uh, you know, make sure on that, ten, that Tinder bio, must mortgage qualify in there. Don't let, <laughs> don't let some dude come in here well,
0: ruining
2: you know, your life.
1: Is dating in 2023 now just uh, – Hey, not you want to buy a day? house? Is it not just personality? <laughs> is it not just your hobbies, your interests, and your looks? Is it now your credit score? and how much money you have for a
2: down payment? That's a question for the feed.
1: Is that now what dating in 2023 has turned into? Are Gen Zers saying, all right, I don't care what your hobbies are, I don't care what you look like, I don't care what you're like in the we South. We need to buy a house. All we need is a good credit score and some money down.
0: So, um, in That in be crazy. If every the joke, case. there's a little bit of what? A little <laughs> truth, bit of truth, truth in, every, yeah. in, in every joke. Obviously we're joking. But, but I, wrote, I wrote this down. <clears throat> I just don't know if this is... Cyclical or not for us, but the last half a dozen listings that we have were all divorces because
1: they couldn't afford to stay in the home, uh, or I, it was a life change.
0: We don't, the get,
1: house was part of the uh, we, settlement. Don't, we don't, don't want to get into those. Emails. We don't
0: get into the details, yeah. but I will tell you of the last half a dozen listings that we've had. Um, we're sitting out at a table with a with a partner's. Who are getting or divorcing, and now we got to figure out what to do with the home, right? For that sounds
1: like it's selling.
0: <clears throat> well,
1: Hammer, Hel- Hammer Helmer giving Scott props. That's a great name right there.
0: So that's interesting. I'm wondering if people part of that joke, right? Is people are doing this just to buy a house, and then all of a sudden it doesn't kind of work out, and they're trying to. Spoil. I don't know, but it's weird. Six of the of the last listings we got were all divorces.
1: Jennifer Carini, no joke. This was a conversation on a second date that I had. At Fitzroy on the downtown mall. I love it. We legitimately asked about down payment and credit scores because we're each trying to buy a house. Yeah, Boom. Yeah. Tinder bio:
2: go. Must mortgage qualify.
1: How old are you, Jennifer? If you don't mind me asking, by your profile, I would estimate that you are in your twenties. That was a fantastic comment. Thank you for commenting today. Well, uh, uh,
0: you know, in every joke, there's a whole bunch of truth.
1: Um, this: I'm a single-income family, but to li- but live in beautiful Crozet, I have to work two jobs, 60 to 70 hours a week to make yeah. it real life. Yeah. This is from uh, AG watching the program. AG, Single-
0: how, much, how much of your salary percentage-wise goes to your housing costs? I, I bet you it's over 50%.
1: Albert, is is half your income going to housing? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Completely uh, and, your call. And,
0: and, it, and it's... it's a, I asked it the, in Crozet. Crozet I in I ask the question for a reason. Is, is that... That you know, they're they're working two jobs to afford it and it's much more than I,
1: I've been principal. having this conversation with Judah Wickauer, director of this fine and fair talk show for has it been six months now? Central Virginia in the Charlottesville area is a sixty five hour work week. Yeah. It's a sixty five hour work week town. A lot of people don't want to hear that.
0: Yeah, but we do that just because of the
1: Oh, I mean, we're also owners. So yeah. Judas says, you own the business. You yeah. work those hours because you own the business. You own the business. You own yeah, the business. Yeah. We, we, we work those hours because we, we own the business. Um, this is from Carly. It's a harsh reality, though. The single-income family uh, has become a privilege. It is, it is undoubtedly challenging. Jamie says, the best food line I've ever been to is the Lake Anna one. He also said the same thing about the Gordonsville food line. They have way more than the town of Orange Food Lion. So it's on Food Lion is,
2: is to me like one of the most interesting uh, grocery stores, is the variation that you get from one to another.
1: Well, I'll put it really in perspective because I used to live in Redfields. The Food Lion on Fifth Street Extended mm-hmm. um, caters to a Hispanic clientele. To, so the Hispanic offering is one of the best I've ever seen at the Food Lion on Fifth Street. But the Food Lion on Avon, which is in the same spot, a road right over parallel to it, very is catering to Mill Creek and Lake Renovia. The $500,000 neighborhoods, and that $500,000 neighborhood has an appetite from food that's very difficult, very different than the Hispanic buying on Fifth Street. So they're completely different foods. It's completely different, and interestingly as well, and this is a conversation for another day, the food line on Fifth Street is the only food line I've ever seen where an armed guard stands at the door every single night. Like literally a man with a gun is standing at the door. And, that, and they lock one entrance, so there's only they one They lock one entrance,
2: entrance, and yeah. that, that place has been through, you know, uh, and a lot of uh, variations. It's, it's, it's that talk about uh, a life cycle. That that whole little shopping center right there, before 5th Street Station was there, and you had the Hardee's, and that, that, that side of town was just different. It used to be shades. Yes. It used to be
1: shady. It's been gentrified com- completely. Albert Graves says, Keith Smith, 55% of my income income yeah. goes to house. Thank you for sharing. Please 55%. thank thank you
0: for sharing. It's it's a, it's an important number for folks to understand. You work seventy hours a week, and 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 I'm sure you know that's the principal, interest, taxes, and insurance plus you know your utilities and all that stuff gets lumped into that number. And I bet you. I'm not sure what's included in that 55, but it may be a little stronger than that if you start lumping in the rest of what you need as far as utilities and so forth and so on. But 55%, that's, it's supposed, if you pull up. The- well, I think that
1: number's dated now. The third, the third of your income should be. I think I know chemistry. <laughs> we spent so much time... I think that number's dated. Like the number where it used to be seven years for people staying in a house is now ten.
0: And if depending if you read the NAR data, people are saying they're going to stay much longer because long, they
1: have to because of cost. Much
0: much much yeah. longer that which is going to put a have a hearing aid popping out here. Don't
1: you think the third number is now dated as well?
0: Well, that's our chemistry's work because that's the point I was going to make. Was is that I think they I think HUD. Needs to start using a different ratio because um, I don't know. I mean, you know this. You do this every day. Yeah, this is his job. Right. No, it's Scott. Hello? Duh. God, it's like, no,
1: duh,
0: Scott's, like, Scott's going. I'm, Scott's going. How about me, guys? I
1: know uh, the financials. Everybody,
0: go ahead, Scott. I, I forgot he was here. I was at the chemistry. <laughs> so was I would
2: say the the number of people um, that uh, qualify and purchase at greater than forty five percent is probably. or better of my business.
0: There it is. So to your point, that number should change. And I would say
2: the number that it qualifies over 50%, um, between 50 and 60, depending on loan program, um, is somewhere in the range of... Thirty percent of
0: what I do, but that's only the PITI, right? You're not taking into consideration the utilities, electric, yeah, 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 right? This HOA, is good stuff co- from Scott, HOA right? costs, and that number I bet is high. HOA is included. HOA is included. Got it. But you what, know,
1: what's the number that it gets to the point where it's impossible to do the deal?
0: So any uh,
2: FHA, anything over fifty-six point nine nine. VA has some. Uh, some leeway there depending on what residual income looks like. Um, and that, you know, I've got approvals as high as uh, 65, 70 percent. Then you got investors who've actually got to agree to buy at that point. So typically around 60 percent is your cutoff VA. Um, but to that point, 93 um, percent of all VA buyers have a average credit score of 735 or higher with an income of $85,000 or greater um, and close at a rate of 97% versus 98% on conventional loans. So the product itself, the borrower, the strength of buyer, very, very high Mm -hmm. um, in uh, difference to how many agents perceive the product itself at zero down. Um, and they they look at it as having additional appraisal problems and impacts when really you've got more uh, rubber band room meaning that uh, well okay uh, if this came back this way you know we, what do the actual comps look back can we go for a reconsideration of value um, t- your tidewater is enacted so that we know if that we have a problem we can actually reach out gather all of our data we've got 48 hours to attack the problem um, it's such a great product for the people who qualify for it and it's people who truly earn the option to get in with no money down and own a home and with injic being here in our, uh, in, in our, our circle, um, we've got a, a huge platform for those buyers as well.
1: I love that you're a champion of that. He's a veteran himself, Scotty Moe. You are 100% on point today. Um, the insight you just provided valuable. Jamie says it's funny, but my friends and I joke about dual income, no kids. Being a life hack early on, and they dinks. actually have not Dinks, yeah. you is knew the, about the dinks. I know about the yeah, dinks, I didn't baby. know about the dinks. Scott in the Scott in the know, right there. The acronym is Dinks: Dual Income No Kids. It's an early life hack in this competitive real estate market. Did you hear that, Keith? Dual Income No Kids: a life hack for today's.
0: Where was that market? Nineteen eighty-eight. Dinks. Dinks, Dinks has been a thing we, since like the uh, since the
2: nineties. Dinks has been like it's a, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, a, or less a an acronym that's been around for a minute. I've well, never known
1: the Dinks um, acronym. This cool. from um, I'm going to butcher your last name. Is it Bobby Lou? Um, I I think it's right. Bobby says this. He goes, so you're telling me I have to marry someone. I have to have nearly a perfect credit score. I have to have six figures down, and I have to pick a house that I may not like. That's
2: the Central Virginia real estate market. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying if you got all of the things, you're going to get a better house.
0: (laughs) And you don't have to get married. Right? You don't have to get married. You don't have to get married. You don't have to be yet. Are people
2: going to...
1: Are people going to be buying houses now? Are people going to be getting married to buy houses? Are we going to see marriages?
2: I mean, it's a, that's like the you know, and in, in the so people move out of the get married to move out of the barracks in the Marine Corps. So um, no, you really I really think,
0: think that's it. I think it's all the reason. Well, yeah,
2: there's, yeah, that is, uh, and especially and the, the today's and especially in the old school environment, pre cell phones, where it couldn't be like, hey, see you in fifteen minutes, um, but. Uh, I think that we've. Hey, give me five, brother. Scott's you, you on are, today, dude. Are, are, He's
1: on you're doing point great today, today man. I think that we've carried the show today.
2: Long been in an environment where y- having dual incomes got you a easier lifestyle. Um, That's how we did it, hundred percent. And we just and when I talked about 20 years ago housing affordability in northern virginia uh, you know being an, a concern um is is equal you know it's housing has never been affordable when we talk we you know we, we beat up the when I do hate the boomer take on uh well 18% was an interest rate it's like cool the house was $40,000 I know but at the
1: same time this well, is where this is where Keith says my house was $110,000 Okay. Was that was more, a was, lot then
0: It was more than arm yeah. 25 Okay arm 25 sorry but but your average 18% you're left-handed Keith. I'm left-handed that's this hand by the way <laughs> I love left-hand, your your
2: average income at the same time was yeah. was significantly lower as well and uh, though and, and all had to work. and my had point being there is it wasn't affordable then either it you just traded one thing for the, the other the
0: only way we were able to make it work to be perfectly honest with you, was i had my parents living close to me because we couldn't afford the day, daycare. daycare yeah how right. much, and that how much that's such a huge we problem now that is for. something
2: that everyone faces and the, the the cost per kid is is insane yeah, i used
0: to bring the kids with to the, the, the job sites all the time so
2: what we frequently see to is when spit. we talk into uh, yeah great. i've met your oldest what we frequently see is uh, you know
0: but they can operate equipment.
2: You've got a parent Better who them, who is who's in some sort of uh, flexible work environment who's trying to to work and stay home with the kids, um, or they're they're trying to come up with something some creative way for daycare. Or you've got two people working, and one person's job is basically just supporting the childcare, anyways. Um, it- I mean, that's where we were with my wife and I. Like my wife, if
1: she was going to go in the workforce, that would be paying for yeah, sure childcare. So at that point, we're like, why don't we have the lady that loves our kids more than anyone with them?
0: Well, tag, Instead of doing the childcare. So tag uh, Harry Tyson. What was the number? 4000 I remember he told us at one time they're paying $4,000 a month for daycare for yeah. two kids.
1: Harry Tyson, are you watching? Jump in here. That's, that's a, that's I believe a, the number was $4,000. Well, now in Connecticut. 48 a year.
0: Yeah, that's, that's just daycare for two kids.
1: I mean, that's astronomical right now. And anymore. one
0: parent. Is working to support that, and the other parent is working to support the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the household, household expenses. But look to, to, to Scott's point, and I— this is a
1: question that's come in for Scott. How much easier is your job with getting people financing when it is dual income? How much does alleviating the risk of losing a loss of a job of one person help with you with approvals? Mm-hmm.
2: So it's not about uh it's a good question it's not about the risk of job loss because when we do a verification of employment is your employer replies that your like your employment is likely to continue that's really all that matters um, What makes it easier is with two incomes, assuming that uh the people with two incomes are trying to buy the same house as the human with one income that they're going to have Depending upon student loans, credit cards, and auto, uh, a lower debt-to-income ratio, so that that makes it easier for them. It's not it, it, showing the ability to repay, and that is the burden on anyone trying to buy a home. Is showing that I'm making this much money, and that money is likely to continue. Showing the ability to repay is the the most important part. Um, so, Plus it, the well, and the appraise well, the appraised value of the home certainly that all oh, there's there's other factors, but that is the most important factor. Scott, you're on point today, dude. <clears> well, person. that goes
0: back to that. The divorce conversation, right? Because I had a conversation with another, a previous client we helped that they had a divorce, we sold the house, we helped them buy two things, and I was having a conversation with them uh, yesterday, and he goes, I can't understand, when we were married, had two two incomes we could afford taking care of the kids and whatever we're doing, now we're split, we can't. And then I said, well, how much are you paying in your mortgage? And then we, the, then we found out the housing costs split apart was what was driving them down from that cash flow. But, yeah, it's it's a funny thing, man. You know, um, dual incomes or dual... Dinks. Dinks?
1: Dual income, no kids. Dinks. Carly, my boss says, if you can afford daycare early on in your career, college should be easy to afford late in your your career unless you really mess up in life. No joke, our family daycare and our private elementary school... Is the same, if not more, than the cost of college.
0: And you know the the, you know it's just it's it's oh to Scott's point it's always been tough. This is why you need trusted advisors. That's why you need somebody like Scott or anybody on Scotty the Mo. partners tab, over at Real Talk with Keith Smith to help you sit down at that kitchen table and and kind of come up with it with a game plan. I still wholeheartedly believe this is you know this is not. Uh, you know, this is difficult, but get into the game. Get into the ownership, even if it's not the perfect location, the perfect house, the perfect features, the perfect condition. You know, you're going to start building equity, and then you can start kind of getting that cash flow going in the right direction so that maybe you're not at 50%. It's going to suck for the first couple of years. It did for us, right? It you was ever hard heard work. the thing where the, the lady years.
2: walks up to the guy smoking cigarettes? And uh, uh, she goes, you know, how long have you been doing that? And he says, 20 years. And she goes, well, how much do they cost you a day? I well, do this for They're about $5 a pack. And, and she, goes, she goes, well, and she does the math in her head. She goes, well, if you weren't spending your money on that, you could have bought a Ferrari. And he goes, yeah? Well, where's your effing Ferrari? <laughs> and the longer that you wait to get into the real estate game, And the longer that you stay renting, those, uh, those additional monies will likely be spent on things other than the wealth growth that you'll establish by being in the home. So the likelihood for you to then, you can't sell your apartment that you don't own, take the profits and roll it into the next house. You're just spending money. So the sooner that you begin, that is the better off that you're going to be. So when someone asks you why you haven't done this, you can show them the progress that you've made. The house is your Ferrari. There you go. That
0: was, and that was, that was great. And that Ferrari is never going to make you money, but that house will make you money.
2: Well, well, yeah. I mean, if you, if you buy you it money. at the right price, yeah, vintage keep the miles off of it. Goodge Capri. Those '80s well-tail Porsches are crushing it right now.
1: <laughs> you, that's the second time you brought that car up. I love that car. Come on, man! You've been doing well. Buy yourself that car.
2: Nah, pass. What, what's what the
1: cost on that car? Is not as quarter? much
2: as losing my driver's license, and I don't have time to track it, or do play golf, or go fishing, or do any of the other stuff that I like to do. Why am I going to buy the car? You
1: never think you'll buy that car?
2: No. Was that? A, is that a quarter? Mil? Um, I don't. I mean, you could. I could probably get something in the two forty to sixty thousand dollar range, depending on what exactly. I tell looking you, I wish get. I
0: never got rid of my nineteen sixty nine Camaro you SS though. That. I wish I never got rid of that.
1: hindsight's twenty twenty. But you in that car though, you're alive. I'm alive. You're alive. I'm alive. How about some uh, closing thoughts? Sarah Hill Buchinski, watching the program. She says, "Did you see the NAR report this week?" homeowners gain a hundred thousand dollars in wealth that's right over the last decade versus renters
0: that's exactly right
2: there you go there's there you your go. ferrari well there's your, ferrari.
0: There's your sending Sarah kids to college yeah, yeah yeah. there's your going taking your wife out for a 25 year wedding anniversary trip around the world well that's right. where you let's you're, qualify well, that
2: yeah please that's in that equity that they've gained, the only way to do those things That's with paper them money. is to refi, get well, take take a cash out, increase your, your balance. That? That's me right. solve some <laughs> of your debt problems. <laughs> yeah. But I was trying to throw him a bone. It's just, here.
0: it's it's, it's just so you know,
2: it's just on the table um, until. then. Oh, that was so matter of fact.
0: This, this was me trying to toss one to you, buddy. I, like, I appreciate it.
2: Yes, yes. And if you are someone who's guiding yourself into any kind of debt position that you need oh, yeah. to take that equity oh, off yeah. the table, let's oh. solve the problem before yeah. it becomes a bigger problem. Um, because at that point, it may be more difficult to actually execute. And State can, of Virginia, yeah.
0: thirty-one days late. You are—you just lost all your rights. There so. you go.
1: That's the. Uh, this show was great. It was genuinely a pleasure to host the show. Scott Morris, Ross Mortgage. I'll say it again, Scott Morris and Ross Mortgage. Call Scott, his team, A-plus people. Keith Smith helps people buy and sell houses. He's Believe a realtor. It Believe it or not. Yeah, yes, what realtor I do for partners. a living. So if you need a realtor and you need a loan officer, this is the team right here. Um, Friday,
0: me and Robin. It's Batman and Robin. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, don't know what we're going to talk about yet. So, if anybody wants a topic, I or, mean, the NAR
1: report would be great. The, yeah,
0: the NAR report I've, 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 I've already referenced to, but that's a good one to bring bring back up. How about this? Uh, anybody want uh, head headgear to be worn on Friday? Tell us what to do, maybe we'll go out. Props, props, any any prop ideas, throw them,
1: throw Keef, them our way.
0: Keith's prop
1: closet is, is synonymous growing. with um, I don't know who has a lot of props, Lizzo.
0: I don't know. It's growing. It's Lizzo's me. got a lot of props. Keith's
1: got a lot of props. All right, Judah, Keith, Scott, Jerry. Real talk with Keith Smith, presented by Ross Mortgage. I love Seville. Show fifty nine minutes. Take care, guys. Well done, boys. Always
0: fun. Yeah, have a good time. As always. Very well done. Scott, give me high five, brother. Yeah,
1: Scott, you're